WFAE's David Borex has the story. Tariq Bakari and Larkin Eggleston call their podcast R&D in the QC. Eggleston says they hope to reach people who may not pay attention to the council. Eggleston is 35 and a Democrat. Bakari is a 37-year-old Republican. Despite their political differences, they bonded on the campaign trail in part over their beards, says Bakari. The beards themselves are what truly united us in the beginning. They hope to be an example of how to debate productively across the political divide. Episode 29, in our shortest episode ever, it's a veritable smorgasbord of topics. See episode 29. We are back after a little break. We hope you missed us, but we understand if you didn't. That was terrible, buddy. Yeah, well, it's late as usual, and I don't have the energy to scream at people like you seem to always have. So now, my friend, we are back uh, uh, kind of in a interim period here. We've taken a few weeks off, summer break, if you will. There's another week off after this. What have you been up to? Well, as is was the, I'm sure the case when we were both in school uh the principal called us back in for summer school so we had a meeting tonight um that mayor Lyles called it was an addition to the original council calendar but yeah we've been off for a couple of weeks uh we both got out of town briefly where did you go uh let's see uh, uh this was a while back uh, this was over like 4th of July but we haven't had a chance to talk about it I went to my 20-year high school reunion, caught up with some buds, and then I went up to um, Richmond, Virginia, hung out, family style, and then went up to Ocean City, New Jersey, and uh, hung did out that with, stuff. Did you hang out with the situation? Uh, yeah, there was. we had a situation. We did. Didn't get that but far down the, south. Was it wasn't the situation? The, wasn't the, he doesn't just hang out up there anymore, just randomly. He's famous now. But... um. Had some good times. Got to uh, go to the beach. Eat. Uh, I. I. I just. I eat my way through that town every time I. I stay there. A lot of good corn dogs. What funnel cakes? I don't know. I feel like it's all boardwalk food. No man, it's it's Jersey food. It's like bread and like capagol and stuff. I don't know. I don't say it. Jaeger bombs. Jaeger bombs. I don't think you understand the Northeast. Uh, I do, but not Jersey. Got it. Got I've only it. ever been to Atlantic City. That's basically the same thing. That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. I went to Canada. What what happens there? Uh, maple syrup. Yeah. Had a lot of good seafood. Uh, I thought I was going to escape the heat, but I did not. It was still hot up there. It's hot there? Global warming. Mm. <laughs> went to Charlottetown, which is named after the same queen that Charlotte, North Carolina is. Uh, but was told I have no authority or jurisdiction up there, which was disappointing. Yeah, I mean. I just figured it'd transfer. You have no authority here. <laughs> That's also mostly true. Um, we should talk city business. Yeah. So Mayor Lyles added a meeting to our council calendar. We met today to have what would normally be on the first Monday of the month, our strategy session where we have committee report outs. Um, just because of the long lapse between scheduled meetings, she felt it was necessary uh, for us to gather in the interim. We did that tonight with arguably the smallest crowd we've ever had for a city council meeting. 
Um, aside from staff, I think there were maybe like 10 people there. Yeah. And for those that didn't come, they didn't miss a whole lot, but we did have committee report outs and, um, we talked a little bit about the intergovernmental committee, uh, how the framework we've kind of created you and I and, uh, our committee members and staff in terms of how we will create our legislative agenda and advocate for that in Raleigh and Washington, um, got an update from councilwoman Mayfield about the housing framework that's going to be voted on, on August 27th, um, heard from smudgy about the economic development retreat that's happening later this week, uh, where I think we'll get an update on Eastland. What else? Uh, council member Phipps always entertaining talked about transportation planning <laughs> and some of the traffic calming measures that have been discussed in committee recommended. Can- we read a book. You can you can speak to uh, Mayor Pro Tem Isel talked a little about community safety and what y'all yeah. been working on the police report. Uh, why why would I leave out when I whispered to you uh, before our report out as co chairs of intergovernmental? Uh, I asked if I could roll my chair behind you like in Step Brothers, and then kind of like when they went in the job interview and kind of peeked my head around the side. That was a hard pass. You why, you passed on that. I mean, I thought it was solid gold. No, I, I don't think too many folks would have gotten that. Well, and even if they did, these jokes are just for a very small percentage of people and us. Someone besides us would need to think it was funny to make it worth doing. Mm, Um, Disagree. Councilwoman Ajmera talked a little bit about the uh, sustainable energy action plan. Did I leave any committees out? I think I covered all our bases there. I think so. Let me circle to a couple, a couple finer points within there on our own committee report out. Um, I got to, um, after you gave an update on kind of what we did in the last committee meeting and where we're going, I talked about um, two things. One, Doppler radar. You know, I, I feel like if I know I'm going to be lazy, I'm not going to add in the Doppler radar uh, sound effect I've used in the past. But imagine the hunt, it. The hunt for red October yes, sound. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, we've had a couple, uh, a couple, you know, headwinds with that one uh, from a funding perspective with the federal government. So, I know. Uh, Turns out the feds don't pay for stuff anymore. Yeah, well, you know, uh, I think we've got our work cut out for us there. Uh, I think we all agree it's important for the area. We've had some, some, uh, some close calls and some challenging times in the past because we haven't been able to anticipate some of these weather-related items that Doppler uh, allows us to. So uh, Matthew Ridenauer on the county commissions have been kind of tapped to uh, to play a role in in this, and um, we just have to figure out how to take it to the next level if if that federal funding indeed isn't going to come and then i got to talk about my uh trip with a couple of our uh friends in the raleigh area plus elsewhere the the legislative tech caucus real nerdy thing only people like me and my nerdy buddies care about but um it was uh representative uh sane and senator tart and then several others from uh, North Carolina that are involved with that uh, technology committee and then uh, their counterparts in Florida and Texas. I'll interject there because you mentioned someone, and I, I never got around to telling you this. Representative uh, uh, Ed Haynes, Haynes from Ed Forsyth Haynes. County. Ed Haynes is the man, dude. He we is, hung out. He's, he is he's a man. cool guy. I don't know if you heard this, but uh, so he represents Forsyth County where I'm from, and um, he just last week actually decided to retire from the General Assembly. Shut up. And uh, somewhat unexpectedly, but wait, that was, 
I was with him like two weeks ago. And and a week later, he uh, stepped down from the legislature. <laughs> Did I have anything to do with that? <laughs> He's like, if I got to work with people like this, I'm out of here. Seriously. He did. And um, and so I'll give a shout out to him for his years of service in the General Why? Assembly. Um, Did that come out of nowhere? Or? Was uh, he up for election this year? Yes. And so he has actually recommended another uh, friend of mine from Winston-Salem who serves on the Winston-Salem City Council, Derwin Montgomery, to finish his term, which would just now be a couple, three, four months, um, but then also replace him on the ballot in November. Hold on, man. There's got to be a deeper story to this. Not yet. Um, you so, don't just, I mean. Charlie Jeter did. I mean, we, you know, people sometimes have another opportunity in the wings um, or they, they decide. Can you replace somebody on the ballot like that? Yes. Uh, so that's actually what happened when Senator Jeff Jackson became Senator Jeff Jackson. Dan Claude Felter was appointed as mayor. The Mecklenburg County Democratic Party appointed Jeff Jackson to finish the term A, but then B, replaced Dan Claude Felter oh. on the ballot. Uh, which really advantageously for for Senator Jackson, uh, Dan was unopposed in that election, so Jeff got to run unopposed, and uh, that worked out really well. So Damn, in this case, the Forsyth County Democratic Party will get to appoint uh, Representative Haynes' replacement and to essentially put somebody in his place on the ballot. So you know nothing about the back backstory to this stuff. I don't know that there is. Yeah. I don't know, there, positive, I don't know that there is a backstory. I just know it happened. Um, I, I really liked him. He's I mean, a he really, like really a good really dude. solid guy. He, he shared our kind of sense of humor, yeah. which is why clearly I, I and, gravitated towards him on the trip. And you'll like Derwin uh, as well, who hopefully will be appointed to finish his term and, and replace him on the ballot. He's been on city council for like 10 years. And, and actually, somebody we should have on as a guest sometime has a great story about how he first got elected to Winston-Salem City Council, beating a longtime incumbent as a like 20 or 21-year-old college student at Winston-Salem State. He got a bunch of people on campus registered to vote. They all went out and voted for him, and he blindsided some long-term incumbent in Winston-Salem City Council. Um, so he's got a great backstory. Look he's at you, man. Breaking news. Yeah. On the well, I don't know that I'm breaking to, to yeah, me to you. Yeah. Um, Interesting. It happened about a week ago. But anyway, so shout out to both Representative Haynes and hopefully uh, soon to be Representative Montgomery, who we'll have to get either or both of them on the podcast soon. But so what all did y'all talk about out in Cali? Yeah, I mean, we talked about a lot. Uh, we're working on some fintech legislation um, that I think is going to uh, really benefit our state similar to the model in Arizona, but that was kind of a side project. Um, we, we really spent a lot of the time out there other than kind of networking and building relationships um, at a lot of different companies. Uh, they, they ended the trip where I left a little early, but they went to Apple's new campus, which I've heard is phenomenal. But I, uh, I got to spend some time in a couple different cool companies, two of which I brought up tonight in, in council as an update. Uh, one was Airbnb. Uh, awesome, awesome facility. And I I've asked heard of them, them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you have. Uh, I asked them cause they, they ran us through a presentation with a couple of their executives and they were like, and then we give back to the community and they were talking about different ways. And I said, you know, you guys are sitting on, I can't remember if it was 11 or 13 million empty units inside the United States of America, housing units. I said, what, why haven't you guys partnered with, with cities and communities on affordable housing. And they were like, well, we've kind of talked about it, but we haven't had any specific direction to go there. I said, well, come on down to Charlotte because we would love to have that conversation. And I mean, you know, if something could happen there, that would be phenomenal. So they agreed to uh, follow up and have some conversations with us. Same with um, um, uh, Cruise Autonomous Vehicles. They have, uh, they're, they're one of the leading 
uh, autonomous vehicle producers. And um, uh, my hope is they'll come to Charlotte and potentially do some pilots so we can see how that is, is playing out because that story has yet to be finished. There's a lot to be written there. But uh, the, the, the cities that are, are the testers and the kind of ground zero for that, I think are going to be the first that are, that are going to experience some of the benefit that that'll bring once it's safely ready to roll out. Yeah, as an assurance to me, that has nothing to do with Ted Cruz, correct? No, it's 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 all Ted Cruz based. The okay. entire process and system. I'm out. Yeah, but it's autonomous Ted Cruz. It's like artificial. <laughs> I kind of feel like that's what he is anyway. Oh my gosh, I can't engage with you right now. Sort of robotic. It's been so nice not being around you all summer. You're welcome. Yes. What else? Um, Let's see. We got a couple things coming up this weekend. Esports. Ugh. You can talk about why that. Are you I, not, why are you not a fan I don't know. Of that? It just, it's so dumb. It's not dumb. Dude, how many people play esports? Boatload is the answer I was looking for. Boatload. I mean, all I know is what, you know, in college when I was playing a lot of PlayStation, there wasn't a big market for people coming over to watch us play PlayStation. Yeah, that was a, that was a different time, dude. You're really old. When did now. it become cool to watch other people play video games? Now. Now is that time. Companies are paying people big money to do this. Right is it now. John Oliver or is it Stephen Colbert? Who is it that does the thing? Like, how is this still a thing? John Oliver. Okay. How is this ever a thing? Watching other people play video games. And now it's on television. Dude, it is hot. I mean, look, if it, yeah, if, it's on television. If it's a good opportunity for Charlotte, I'm going to let you pursue it. But yeah. I, I just don't know how you could get excited watching other people play video games. You don't have to watch them play because they're playing and people are paying them to do it. How they monetize that, I'm still unsure. I'm, I'm, dude. Have you seen uh, what was what was uh, we were on uh, the edge uh, and and your boy Q gave his uh, his uh, call his tag tag name gamer gamer name out for uh, right playing video games is fun, but watching people play video games is not fun. Oh well, guess what? Playing NCAA sports is fun, but you know unless I'm playing, no, not everybody can play NCAA sports. Not everybody can play esports, but you can aspire to greatness. I love that you put those two things in the same basket. They are the same thing. Colleges are doing this, dude. Esports. That's all. It's going to be a you thing. I'm, I'm, I'm in, and you're going to be in soon enough. Music initiative. How's that doing? People are still playing music. They are. I think we're going to uh, uh, get actually, some traction there soon. It's going to take me a second to pull this up on my email, but I did meet with a couple of pretty cool young guys a few weeks ago and they're doing an event called the breakaway music festival and it is october 12th and 13th mm. it's going to be at the music factory i've exchanged music factory mm. and guess who one of their headliners is wiz khalifa Ooh. so they got a whole lineup uh mostly hip-hop they got machine gun kelly some other people who are probably famous that i'm just like not cool enough to know but based on the large font that their names are printed in on this email, Grizz, Juice World, Louis the Child, could be Louis the Child, I don't know how it's pronounced. Um, I've heard, know a lot of these folks, but love the names. I've heard of Machine Gun Kelly, and actually seen him in concert, he's amazing in concert, and uh, Wiz Khalifa, obviously. Juice World, I mean, that's a great name. <laughs> it is. Uh, and it's like super trendy, because it's without the O. 
Ooh. It's WRLD. Anyway, nice. Breakaway Music Festival is going to be awesome. Um, there's a couple other things we got in the works. So there's a cool live uh, music making a comeback in a Charlotte. Cool, like hipster kind of jam band uh, uh, festival. I we don't usually give out of state shout outs, but in Virginia, September uh, Labor Day weekend. Uh, it's called Lockin. Heard of that? No. Are you just mispronouncing my name? Probably. Or? Oh, okay. Lockin Eggleston. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a Scottish festival. Dude, all I know is that Lettuce, one of my all-time favorite jam bands, is playing there. Um, there. There's a bunch of good bands. They're in the running for stupidest band name ever. Lettuce? No. Like just the vegetable, Lettuce. Yeah. I mean, that's Cool. Pretty, yeah, that's how... You don't understand. <laughs> cool. You're too old to understand now. How are you the Republican and yet still the hippie? The hippest, you mean. No, I don't. The dopest. What else, man? This Modest weekend. Yahoo's playing there too, by the I way. I do like Modest Yahoo. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. Um, this weekend. So a we, uh, couple of fun opportunities Ooh, for yeah. you to engage uh, this weekend. Friday of this week at 7.30 p.m. at Camp North End, which if you haven't been is, I think, going to be one of the coolest. It's already really cool. I think it's going to be one of the We've more We've talked icon- about it on a it's previous pod. It's going to be one of the more iconic places in Charlotte – over the coming years. What's it like if you were mm-hmm. to draw a parallel to Atlanta or somewhere like that? Well, you and I have talked about, I think it can be the Pont City market of sorts for Charlotte. Um, big 70-something acre industrial site that's being converted to mixed-use development. Um, we'll be doing a live studio audience podcast recording Friday at Camp North End at 7.30. They have a big Friday festival that they do all uh, every week through the uh, spring, summer, and fall. And... We'll be there this Friday. There's going to be food trucks. There's going to be alcohol. There's going to be live music. There's going to be tours of the uh, the entire uh, site. Uh, people that want to take them and learn about the history of the site or the future of the site. Um, so a lot going on before, during, and after our recording. Our recording will be 730 to 830 in the event space uh, at the boiler room um, portion of that site, kind of in the center of the, the Camp North. So let me get this straight. You can come and watch us do this podcast for free. live for free for free at the Ponce Market of Charlotte. I don't know how anyone could say no to that. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Um, so we hope people will join us for that Friday. We will be limited to a hundred seats, which will hopefully be an issue. Um, but we've gotten good response so far. Well, we and and we, you know, the last time this podcast was aired was our live performance at. Um, Man, you got some coughing going on over there. What's going I on? Do. I didn't bring my water. Um, um, we, we did it at uh, Red Ventures. We had Rick Elias join us on stage. Over 300 employees. You you like to joke. That, who, who were allowed to skip uh, an hour's worth of work to come watch us. I don't us, care so. how, how they got there. I just care that they were there. And you like to joke that because my whole thing was I knew we needed swag to throw out to really pump the audience up. So we had some T-shirts. We threw them, but I mean, I was I was pretty much infomercial. It, you know, you did. You looked like the the um, slap chop guy, up Tony there Robbins, with your uh, wireless Britney Spears microphone. But I will say, I only want to use those wireless mics from now on. It makes you look a lot cooler. It made for a good picture because somebody with Red Venture snapped a picture from the back of the room with us throwing T-shirts and like half the crowd standing up throwing their arms in the air, which I then used as the cover photo for our Facebook I mean, event invite now. for the Camp North End event on Friday. Yeah. And my friend Aaron 
commented on the photo and said, what's happening here? Are y'all throwing t-shirts? <laughs> and I said, yes, we are. And if you have access to a t-shirt cannon, we're looking to upgrade our our uh, audience engagement game. This is a call to action for all R&D in the QC list. We should ask Braxton. He's involved with the Hornets. I feel like he's probably got access. access I don't know that he, he, I think he could like swipe one and maybe like bring it back later. I don't feel like they like just, if anybody's got a t-shirt cannon, we can borrow. Yes. We need you. We need you now. Although the room we're going to be in Friday, it might be dangerous to fire a t-shirt cannon. We're also going to need (laughs) t-shirts. I can provide T-shirts. I, I can bring a few. But I, I don't I have, a have a couple extras. So join us for that Friday. Um, that will be our episode that we will publish next Monday because there won't be a council meeting next Monday. Uh, and then on Saturday, if you'd like to join myself along with uh, council members Phipps and Newton. Big old Democrat fest. What do yeah, you guys man. got going on, man? Demfest 2018. We'll be doing a Northeast Corridor town hall at Sugar Creek Rec Center uh, near on sugar creek near 85 what's the theme redistribution of wealth it is not um yeah (laughs) (laughs) though we are going to take your money um no we're going to be talking about some of the investments that are going to be made along the north tryon uh plaza eastway sugar creek some of those corridors uh, where really when you look at a map it's where greg and matt and my district all kind of converge and so we're gonna have neighborhoods from all three of those districts represented we're gonna have city staff there talking about the investments being made in that corner of the city so if you live in work or play in that corner of the city and that's of interest to you love for you to join us that's gonna be 10 a.m to noon this saturday at the sugar creek rec center and um you have anything you want to uh, to mi- Pride's going on this weekend, so the, I, I the Pride Parade on that. Sunday. I actually did want to talk about that. I'm marching in the Pride Parade on Sunday. You're welcome to join me. Well, so here's what I was going to – so interestingly enough, I was going to bring this topic up, but you, you you beat me to the punch. I it's all, It's been on my to-do list as a, uh, you know, millennial under 40 style new elected on the Republican side of things – I, it's something I kind of would like to participate in. I'd, I'd love to, you know, you've taken me to a couple events where I got, I've had some great conversations. I feel like we haven't really figured out as Charlotte Republicans how to really speak and talk about this topic. And, and I know this is way deeper than we have time to figure out now. But I guess my question is, I, I want to be involved. I want to meet some people and talk about where the intersection between what you know, they advocate for and, and want people like us to do and where my principles kind of, you know, intersect. So I guess my question to you is how do I, cause they, I mean, I'm not the first person they call to say, Hey, do you want to be in the parade or, or things like that? But I'm interested and, and I have no reason not to, I mean, I have friends and, and, and different, different kind of angles of, of debate that I've had amongst some of my own conservative friends. So where do I start? How do I get involved and start making a dialogue and figuring out how we've had some tough conversations in the past? How do I make this on my docket of 2018-19 calendar year uh, topics that I'd like to figure out and maybe figure out how Republicans can be involved in things like this without compromising the principles that I believe probably a lot of folks that participate in that would associate with? Well, from a uh, with a slightly smart ass, but but also serious response from a party perspective, I think the Republican Party would be uh, would do well to remind themselves that one of the values they espouse is small government, 
and the antithesis of small government is things like when in i don't remember if it's i think 2012 when they passed or put forward amendment one trying to regulate who can marry who when you're talking about consenting uh adults who who love somebody that that to me was the antithesis of small government so i think it that painted the republican party in a corner in terms of being hypocritical to say we don't want government interfering in our lives when it comes to things like guns or whatever else but then we want to interfere in other people's lives in terms of who they can who they can have as a, a legal spouse um i think that's a, a party issue y'all have got to deal with but more acutely with looking at pride i mean uh i would welcome you to join me on sunday for the parade or uh, on Saturday, I'm going to be um, at the Human Rights Campaigns event at Roos Chris Uptown, which is kind of right in the center of uh, a lot of the Pride Festival stuff that's going on on Tryon. Uh, so you're welcome to come out and have a cocktail with me at the HRC event and uh, introduce you to some folks. And I think people would be open-minded. In fact, I know from talking to the president of the LGBT chamber here in Charlotte uh, that several of the LGBT chamber members in this community are actually Republicans. Um, it's obviously not uh, the predominant uh, number of folks in uh, in the LGBT community that are, but there are a handful that are Republicans, and I think they would be uh, surprised and intrigued and curious to c- have conversations with you uh, if for you to show up. So I, I think that would go a long way, and I would uh, encourage you to come check it out. It's, I mean, aside from anything else, there's not a better people-watching event than pride man people just go all out they're having a blast um some of the outfits you'll see i mean it's just what like, will you be wearing uh i probably won't be nearly as entertaining as, as some of the outfits you'll see out there but people really like they they dial it up to 11 um getting ready and and getting pumped up for Look, pride it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a it's lot a, of fun it's a big tough topic for for people uh on you know, traditionally, if I was to paint with a broad brush on the Republican side of the aisle, and I, I, I would like to make that a topic that I dive into, and maybe you know, in the second half of this term here, figure out some angles by which we can make a little progress there. So, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't know what that means, but I know that it's been something on my mind and uh, something I, I, I'd, I'd like to do. So, let, let's figure that out and figure where we can plug in and have some conversations. Other than that, uh, I don't have much else. So we hope people will join us Friday so they can be a part of next week's episode. Uh, we'll keep this one short. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's end our, uh, our program here with some uh, shout-outs. Let's give shout-outs to random people. I'm un- unplanned in this. Would you like me to start? You'll have to because I have no idea. Great. I'll start. I had this one in mind. Um, I'd like to give a shout-out to uh, the good, uh, good people over at Lumberjacks. <laughs> Throwing axes. Uh, I, I have to say, I tried to go over there Saturday night with my wife, and you guys were completely booked, all lanes taken. So that's a good thing, I guess, for business. But I'm trying to throw axes when I have time and a babysitter and the bandwidth to do so. So I would have liked to have been able to do it maybe next time. But clearly, that's a that's a positive statement. Shout out to Lumberjacks. Who do you have? Uh, that's a District 1 business. Maybe you could just set up a axe-throwing station in your backyard, and then you wouldn't you know, wouldn't have to get a babysitter. Just get the kids involved. I don't know that, uh, that it's really uh, smiled upon in South Park, but I, I'll, I'll run it past the neighborhood. You know people in zoning. Yeah, I do. Planning. Um, actually, I'll give a shout-out. Yeah. We didn't mention our colleague, Dr. Harlow 
It's his birthday today. Dr. J. Was he finally Dr. 22? J. No, he's 30. And he texted me today and he said, I'm glad I can finally join y'all in the 30 plus meetings y'all have probably been having without me. So oh, we now. You, got, as, you told him about this? As of now, today, we no longer have a 20 something on council. Mm, so. I felt like we got more mature today. Yeah. So shout out to Dr. J. Nice. Happy birthday, brother. Shout out to um, all the folks at Away Home who I, I'll be meeting with some of their folks tomorrow. Uh, and I'm very excited to have the conversation as we're talking about affordable housing, about, um, a focus on 30% AMI and below. I think that's something we mentioned it tonight, uh, that we have to figure out your turn. Now we go rapid fire because I know we don't have any things beyond this. Let's go rapid fire. No, I'm just going to close it out and say, we have to end this episode because I have to run by Harris Teeter on my way home and they close at midnight. Mm, True. All right. Final word. That's the end of episode 29. We'll look forward to seeing some of you, we hope. Friday. 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 7.30 at Camp North End. Friday. We love you. We're out. Later. Later.